I came to fitness kind of a, a roundabout way. I worked in corporate for a number of years as a fundraiser, event planner at a number of universities and um, nonprofits. And um, after I worked at UM, I worked at um, Florida International University, United Way of Broward County for five years, um, the Parkinson Foundation, but somewhere in there I was doing fitness um, and I loved it. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women CEO in Reflection podcast. I'm your guest host, Rachel Lavin, the author of The Donut Diaries. And today I have the beautiful, amazing Sheba Carfagna. Yes, and we are going to talk to her about all the amazing things she's doing, not only in her community, but for herself, for her family, and how we can stay ageless. So I am going to go ahead and just turn it over to you. What I'd like you to do first is just tell people a little bit about you, your background before this job, and then we'll go into that, okay? Perfect. Perfect. Rachel, thank you so much for having me on. I so appreciate you selecting me to be on your podcast. It's quite an honor to work with you again. Um, you do wonderful work, the Donut Diaries. I'm so happy for you. It's so very successful. So just wanted to mention that it's a great book. And so we've got a couple of copies around here. Um, so, so here's my story. Um, I came to fitness kind of a, a roundabout way. I worked in corporate for a number of years as a fundraiser, event planner at a number of universities and um, nonprofits. And um, after I worked at UM, I worked at um, Florida International University, United Way of Broward County for five years, um, the Parkinson Foundation, but somewhere in there I was doing fitness um, and I loved it. And um and somewhere near, I got married and had a son, and who is a who turned out to be a special needs individual, which is quite a blessing. Usually, when you say that, people go, "Oh, that was so terrible." Um, but it's been quite a blessing for me. Um, and so, with the corporate jobs, I had to, you know, request time off. And you know, I said, "No, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this and still be a great mom." So, after taking many classes and being a devoted student, I decided to go out on my own and do this fitness thing back in 2005. So I founded my company, Panache Fitness and Wellness, and set out to change the world. And little did I know, my trainer before had me as a, it was, I was an apprentice. So we would get up at quarter to four in the morning before I had to trek off the University of Miami. And he would line us up and train all of us, but I was a prototype. So I was actually in college learning how to become kind of like a, uh, a bodybuilder, if you will, back then, back in 1997, it was more about bodybuilding and how you look. But um, I soon realized that I could do that. I had another mentor who taught me how to teach. So teaching is another gift to learn how to teach people and um, kind of influence them and get that fire going on. And so I stopped, quit my corporate job and just went out and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, fortunately, I had the presence to know that I, for me, this wouldn't work. 
I didn't want a gym. So I didn't want a bricks and mortar. What I did was I turned it into a service for five-star hotels and spas, which kind of aligned with my corporate background, but to deliver fitness services. So if you fast forward, what that means is um, I deliver fitness services, whether they're personal training, fitness classes, um, gym renovations, fitness equipment, fitness servicing. So I wear many different hats um, that was established around 2013, where I decided that I wanted to do more. And then from there, because I've been doing this 17 years, I've come across this whole notion of wellness, which is kind of timely and and bringing in wellness and trying to be ageless. And I think that turn happened to me in 2018 um, when I had a hip replacement. So I had a hip replacement in April of 2018. I went back to work in eight days as a personal wow. trainer because I prehabbed and then consequently rehabbed. And then I had a joint toe replacement four weeks later on the opposite foot. Okay. And four weeks later, I was at Special Olympics in um, Seattle with my son. So it was kind of a whirlwind kind of thing. And then I said, you know what? I really want to talk to people about joint toe replacements, conditions, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, cancer, breast cancer. Andre, Andrea Leonard gives out a great presentation on how to work with women with breast cancer. I've, you know, menopause, things that people don't want to talk about. And, you know, you referred to me as sassy before, but I love to talk about things people don't want to talk about. As you age, no one wants to talk about things. Everyone wants you to figure it out, you know? And so that's how I fell into this kind of like passionately, but all along under the auspices of spending more time with my son and then working with special needs individuals is so important because they are the forgotten population very much so. So, you know, people really don't understand how to interact with special needs individuals, but more importantly, their level of fitness is not where it should be because they are the forgotten population. Their parents are typically overwhelmed, which I am. My son is 33. And so a lot of time goes into that and parents go with that sacrifice. So the parents don't get to work out and then the special needs individuals don't get to work out. And so focus has become kind of keened in on that. And so that's what brings me to the present. I have a hold a number of certifications, certified pretty much in everything but yoga. Um, and so that's kind of how I ended up here. Yeah. I want to continue with the special needs conversation just a little bit, because I think you and I had a conversation that I have a client who is special needs. So to when you say the forgotten population, I think that is so true. And I think that it's so amazing that that is a part of your business and a part of your passion and your love for fitness to include those, dare I say it again, forgotten people, because we're all human beings, whether we come in a package that is special needs or we come in a package that is different we all need to move our body and we all need to take care of the vessel that we come in. So talk to me a little bit more about what you do in your community for special needs. Well, currently I serve on the executive committee for special Olympics, Miami Dade. And um, Gino is very active with special Olympics. He's three times uh, on the state of Florida baseball team going to national games. So we went Last time we went was 2022. So I get to travel, but I do a lot of advocates work 
for free because there is no book on how to raise a special needs individual. So if you've gone through the system and at 33 years, I've been pretty much through the system to tell individuals how to get what they need or how to navigate the system because there's a lot of moms out there and dads, of course, who don't understand how to navigate the system and are so frustrated. And so, you know, I've always said that I've wanted my son Gino to be not just in the community, but a productive member of the community. So he's worked at Publix for 16 years. And so he continues to be a part of the community, a productive part going to work because oftentimes they're the forgotten populations because the expectation bar is set so low. So obviously, depending on the special needs, you have to make adjustments and accommodations like you do with any client. And I think I got started in this with Miami-Dade County working with special needs camps. One year I had five camps in the summer, ran all over. And we had a fella, Alex, who was in a wheelchair. And so you say to me, well, what did you do with him in a park that would have him be inclusive in this? All right. And so what we used to do is have the races and Alex would start the races. So he was included. It's all about inclusion. And you find that as I went on with adults, and that's how I pivoted into this joint replacement aging kind of uh, scenario. Because quite honestly, as you get older, you do become part of the forgotten population, forgotten generation. As a baby boomer, what I'm seeing is we're starting to live longer and people want to take care of themselves more and they want to empower some sense of where to go, how do I fix this, whatever this is, and be inclusive. And so that's when it really switched to this whole notion of being ageless and empowering that ageless mindset. So it's kind of evolved all the way, I'm happy to say. You're so smart in the fact that the population, uh, the 70, there's a pretty large population of the of people over 65 that really can utilize this and, and, and the whole ageless thought process. And there's so many that need that help so they don't end up in a nursing home. They don't end up in assisted living. They end up being able to live on their own together. So it's such a such an important thing that you're doing. And the special needs, oh my gosh, uh, I was an educational advocate for X amount of years, uh, representing families with IEPs when I was a had a tutoring business. And uh, I, I totally fight for them all the time. And it's uh, it's great what you're doing, for sure. Thank you so much. It's really tough when you go to an IEP meeting. I used to, I remember when I used to go to the IEP meetings for my son and you're the only parent there. Sometimes the dad can't attend, but you're sitting there with all of these experts who haven't read the file, who've not met the child and who kind of gang up on you for lack of a better word. And so one of the ways that I got around that I learned early on is you have to win them over. So you don't, because you need to get what you need to get. And so what I would do at the, you know, I would say to them, well, you know, they would say to me, Gino's only going to have an IQ of, he only has an IQ of 50. He didn't talk to, he was seven, you know, and I used to sit back and say, do you have children? And they would look at me and go, yes, because they really didn't want to answer. Well, all you want is the best for your children, just like me, you know, and then I'd start to cry and there wasn't a dry eye in the house because then they don't look at it as a file that's sitting there. They're looking into a mother's eyes and as a mother, or father, parent, let me say, we're at a different time. Um, that's really all you want, you know? And so a special needs individual is one that is certified and gets benefits. There's many special needs individuals who are not certified and who are <laughs> successful in corporations, for sure. 
Okay. A lot of the clients, let me say this, a lot of the clients we work with, because we work in an exclusive island on in Miami, uh, millionaires and billionaires, we're blessed to do that, are special needs, but extremely successful. So when they came along during their 70s, they either institutionalized you, called you retarded, or you managed and got by. And so we have one client who is an attorney of a su very successful law firm who is Asperger's. I mean, I can walk in and see who's Asperger's. We have some that are ADD. And aside from that, the re joint replacements, you know, the, the, the scoliosis, I'm very big on posture, you know, and on that positive, positive mindset that you're not aging, you're aging well. Everybody likes a fine wine that's aged well. Everyone likes aged meat if you eat meat, you know. Everyone likes the idea of aging, but in America, the association with aging is very negative because aging is very big business. Well, let's talk about that a little because longevity is a word that is being thrown around constantly now. But what does that even mean? You know, what does that mean when someone says the longevity of your lifespan should be this or this or that? And I think it's so important to share, I mean, because we're both fitness professionals, we're both over 50, and we're experiencing that in our own aging bodies and our clients' aging bodies, that doesn't have to mean that we're done for and we have to just go sit on a couch and spend the next 30 years, you know, wheeling ourselves around. We can be active. We can be healthy. We can be all the things, but- you know, your experience, what, what does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Thank you so much for asking that. We have um, our own unique saying here, and by way, my partner and I, um, we want to teach everyone better habits for a better quality of life to have greater longevity. So let's, let's dissect that, unpack that a little bit. No one wants to live a long time if they're miserable. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So if you have a better quality of life and better quality of life does not necessarily mean financially, it doesn't mean, you know, health. Well, it means to some degree health, but it means that you have a better quality based on what you have. You have hip replacement, you have cancer, you have, you have to learn to get over it. So back to the first part, which is all about teaching individuals better habits. How do you tighten up your nutrition plan. And, you know, there is no such thing as diet. We never believed in a, a, the word diet because that defines a place in time. What I believe is that nutrition is based on your lifestyle. And so you have to do what works for you and what you can manage. And uh, along with that, you have to do somewhat, some kind of movement. So 80% of the population does not like to work out. 20% likes the workout. I am not after that population. That 20%, you can say, let's go do a workout on vacation and let's do, you know, let's do, let's do boot camp. And I say, yeah, yeah. But they're already in that group. You just need to manage them from a psychological point of view. The 80% hate workout and exercise. So we approach that with a movement conversation. What is it you like to do? What is it you can do? What can you do if you have to take the children to the school bus in the morning and you have to go to work? Can you go for a walk after dinner? You know, what is going to make you feel successful? And that's really where the focus is. It's a little bit of psychology and a little bit of knowing 
your client, your person, and how do you make them feel better? You know, recently I was interviewed by the brand that represents the North Face, um, looking at generational aging as it relates to fitness. And they wanted to discuss what the barriers are, especially as baby boomers. And one of the things I did talk to them about and what we concluded on was that by the year 2030, seven years from now, and, you know, in four years, I'll be 70. (laughs) So seven years from now, I'll be so old. I won't believe it, but I'll still be ageless. Is that people will be worrying about how they feel, not how they look. Everyone's always going to be concerned about how they look, but it's how they feel feel. So wearables are a big thing, will become even greater. I have my garment here, but I also just received my whoop. And I don't know if you know what a whoop is. That's a little more time measured. And they actually give them to you free. You can get a whoop for free and a free month's trial and everything. But it's how you feel. It measures your sleep, measures your caffeine intake, give you some. And it's very personalized. Um, But back to the fact that individuals will be looking about how they feel. Because when you wake up in the morning, whether you're 30 or you're 80, first thing you do is how you feel. And so when someone sees you, they say, how are you feeling? And typically, generally speaking, as you get older, people go, oh, this hurts, that hurts, this hurts, that hurts. And you know, what I tell my clients is people really don't mean that. They mean high and that's it. They don't want to, they don't want to know <laughs> that you feel bad. So, you know, we, we focus a lot on having you feel good when you wake up. What do you need to do to feel good? Do you need to stress? I, I want you to continue, but how do you bring that to the forefront of their mind? To, so they're thinking in the terms of what you're asking. And so they don't just say, cause I mean, it's just a fact. People say, how are you feeling? And they say, what? I'm fine. I'm fine. So how do you, right. And how do you get the people to elaborate and to be vulnerable and say the things that you're saying, and then at the same time, want to do the work that they have to do, like the foam rolling and the stretching and the eating and all that. So they do feel better. Are you getting some like uh, backlash with that with people you're working with? You know what? Not typically because I have a strategy that I've developed and it probably came from my development background and working with donors and cultivation. You have to actually cultivate your clients. And so when you meet with them, you have to understand what their lifestyle is, um, what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. Um, do they like foam rolling? What is it they like? There's got, there has to be something that they enjoy. And I think you emphasize that and bring that to the forefront of their mind. So then if it's only, I walk around the park, you know, I, my accountant, she won't see this, you know, she said, you know, she's <laughs> on me about accounting. And I said to her the other day, you'll call me when you need me because you should be walking around about, well, it's too hot. Well, go early in the morning. So, you know, it's about breaking down those obstacles in individuals' minds because no one wants to really be misery. Although misery loves company, you know, I think it's important that people begin to understand themselves. And I really think it's an understanding of self and where you want to be. You know, if you think about it, when people walk into a nursing home, an old folks home, whatever you want to call them, how many walk out? Mm. Something to think about. Absolutely. 
Shiva, you have literally shined such a beautiful light on the things that people don't want to talk about. And I love that about you. And I'm really so grateful that you've come into my world. And I just can't wait to kind of see what we can do together because, you know, we have a lot of the same mindset. And I, I love that. So I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer from your heart. What empowers you? to wake up every day and do what you do? Well, that's, <laughs> that's another good question. You know, I think I found my purpose in life. And so it's taken me a while. I think having my son was a blessing. And a lot of people look at those kind of situations and they're down, not to say that there's days I'm not down, but I think you have to understand that everything that happens to you is a blessing and to have an attitude of gratitude is so hard. You know, if you wake up and say, oh my God, I woke up. You know, <laughs> my people come to the class, they go, oh, this is this is that, but you woke up. And think about all the other people that didn't wake up today. So you have another chance. But I think if you begin to tell clients that an attitude of gratitude is certainly much better because those negative thoughts just come into your mind. And so that's what has my whole household rising at four o'clock. We rise at four o'clock, whether we work or not. On Sunday, we go to five, six, um, because we have a lot to do. We have a lot of work to do. And our passion is helping individuals. And that's really what I want to do is to spread the word that aging can be a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. regardless of where you are. I love that. Thank you so much. And you, um, well, this isn't going to air in time, but I was going to say you're off to CanFit Pro, right? You won, you won the entire conference. That's like that kind of stuff happens to good people. And I just wanted to point that out because that's amazing. So congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. So thank you. I'm so blessed to go to CanFit Pro. I've not been to Toronto in years. We leave uh, tomorrow morning and return on Sunday. So I'm very excited to get out of Miami. It's hotter than the Dickens here. You have no idea. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me because I work outside. But Toronto will be a welcome change. I actually have an opportunity to meet Debbie in person and oh. certainly cannot wait to meet you in person. I know. I need to come to Miami. I'm not I'm not going to Canada right now. <laughs> okay. But that's okay. Where are you? North Carolina? South, South Carolina. South Carolina. So it's okay. just as hot here as it is there, just so you know. I wish. The heat index. You don't have the heat index. Yeah. All right, Ms. Sheba, tell everyone where they can find you, uh, website, socials, uh, say it all. PanacheFitness.com, P-A-N-A-C-H-E, fitness.com is the website. My Instagram is at PanacheFitness and at The Ageless Workout. Look for us soon. We're going to be delivering The Ageless Workout Method, which is our method of combining exercise and cardio together so you don't have to do as much cardio um and you can email me panashfitness at gmail.com looking for everyone to reach out to me want to spread the word humbly nice well thank you so much for your time safe travels and i will hopefully see you soon yes 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 i look forward to seeing you rachel thank you for having me as a guest it means so much to me you thought of me really appreciate it so welcome. Well, listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another amazing conversation. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. 
To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.